0: What's going on, everybody? It is the Willie Ashford from the Black Culture Podcast. I know you're ready to get into this interview, but before you do,
1: make sure that you like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Apple, Google and Spotify at the Black Culture Podcast. And
0: also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the Black Culture
1: Podcast. Peace. 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 What's up, Willie? What's going on, man? How you doing, brother? Man, first in-person interview, and it came a long way. A long way. The road has been great, but we're here now, man. Yes, sir. So, um, this next guest, I want to say he needs no introduction, but everybody may not know him the way that I do, so um, I just want to bring him in correctly, because this is my brother from another um, husband, father, entrepreneur. And I think after this episode, they're going to realize it's a it's a lot more to this brother than just meets the eye. And he's looking sharp as hell today. Pretty dapper, I would, if I do say so myself. I'm man, like, hey, sexy okay. boy, I tell you. Uh, hey, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> but let's go ahead and bring him in. It's my brother, um, Jalife Ali. What's going on?
2: Hey, hey, how's it How you school? doing, man? Man, absolutely fantastic.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, man, we was talking in the... Out there in the bar area and really don't know where to begin with you. But before we, before we jump into this episode, uh, we have a tradition on our podcast where we like to do a toast. And so before we toast it up, we would like for you to choose what we toast into.
2: Hmm. I would say we should toast to just uh, uh, longevity, hmm. right? And uh, new, new endeavors. Right, and um, I'm gonna say expansion, Uh, especially for you guys. Like, man, this is really, really awesome. You You know, I've I've seen a a few of you guys uh, podcasts and the topics and stuff that you guys are, you know, uh, hitting and stuff and bringing to the table. I think that's I think that's awesome. So really, uh, I would say the toast should be to you guys. Oh man, let's toast it up. (laughs) Cheers, brother. Cheers. First off, look at you,
1: Alex, not forgetting. You know, I actually Well, we get in the studio and you get the cutting up, man. I practiced, I practiced. <laughs> this dude grills me on every episode that we do and I forget the to toast. And he can't wait for me <laughs> to forget just so he can tell me in front of everybody. Mm. But uh let's let's get it to you. So, owner of Renew Floor in Ohio, right? Uh mm-hmm. one of the top flooring businesses, I think in the state, if I'm not mistaken I like it. yeah um I receive it. but we know that's not where you started mm-hmm. you know you started on a much different path and we definitely want to get into business but with your story specifically i want to kind of go back to the beginning mm-hmm. and the evolution of Ja life about where you started mm-hmm. where you are now and the path to where you're going so if you can take us on a little bit of a journey mm-hmm. take us back to the beginning from cleveland ohio
2: one of how many brothers and sisters? Uh, 17. <laughs> 17. 17. It's actually 21. We count 17 because uh, it's actually 17 here. <laughs> so wow. the other four is, is, spread it, is spread it out. But uh, we actually have, uh, I believe is, um nine uh, girls and eight boys. Wow. And we're pretty, pretty close, too. Pretty close.
1: But y'all yeah. didn't all grow up together, though? No. 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 Nope. Um, in fact, I was... Speaking on this earlier When did you actually Get a chance to meet All your brothers and sisters?
2: Oh man So I know right? I would say You know what One of the things that uh, The old man did uh, Correct And uh, It really wasn't Many things <laughs> But <laughs> But one of the things I would say that We all knew each other Of of each other And my story in particular Is uh, Is one That is uh, out of the 17 of us he had i believe eight by you know uh I will, I call her Mama Faye because she actually took took us in so the story kind of starts like i uh, i came home from the hospital my mother was 17 uh at at the time when she had me so she was 16 when she got pregnant you know by my father now at this time he had uh I want to say like seven kids, six or seven kids. So he's older. I don't know the age he was, but my mom, she was 16 when she got pregnant, 17 when she had had me. Uh, my grandmother then was totally, I guess, you know, upset, just like any parent would, would be, um, you know, having a kid at that young age. But so she put my mom out. So, my mom didn't have anywhere to go at that time. So, okay, right. as soon as she found out your mom got pregnant, she kicked her out. Well, I wouldn't say soon as probably, probably so. Yeah. So, when she probably started to show. It's crazy. Man. Right? So, when I, when I actually, you know, uh, when I was born, um, my father brought my mom and me to then his wife. Right, and walked us in and handed handed my sister and Dina, you know, the baby, and told his wife that this is my son, and they need a place to stay, and walked out. Wow, your daddy was a pimp <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, so uh, and to hear her tell the story, right because I've heard the story from her, you know, uh, Mama Faye, uh, how he did that, and she was just like, sh- shocked, right, that he had the gall to come in here, bring a child, and another,
1: and his baby mama, um,
2: right, Yeah, and say, this is my, uh, my son, and they need a place to stay, and left, and left, right, right, so she was just, she's, sat there for a minute and my sister at the time she was i think she was about like seven eight right and she's holding me and at that time it's like i'm just like a little baby doll to her you know she's the side of the baby but your mama faye was there just like there was like this puzzle like what what, what's going on Mm. yeah wow so how was life growing up though Oh man! So this fast forwarding, fast forwarding to to that, it was just it was always, we were never like settled, right? It was like here, and and what
1: what part of town is this? What part of town? uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. So Cleveland.
2: uh, At the time, my mom she met uh, another you know gentleman who um, they got married and. Um, I grew up thinking that that was my father, mm. right? So I didn't know none of this up until, until, right? Okay. So up until probably about, I want to say eight, seven or eight, is when I find out that this wasn't my, my dad. But even thinking back then, I knew nothing else. It was just like, it wasn't something that really shocked. Me, or I was just like all messed up mm-hmm. because this was it, was like I heard it, and that was it, right? So, um, she married um, pops, you know, when I was young, and dude was a good dude, you know, like uh, work hard worker, um, uh, uh, took care, you know, uh, took care of us, uh, I had everything. You know, um, and then I think they took a took a turn and got involved into uh, some drugs. I was going <clears> to <throat> ask you that. You
0: said you guys were always on the move. Yeah. Yeah. So, so being always on the move, what was some of the things that like if you can get into detail, some of the different things you experienced or you saw? Because I, I could just imagine if you always on the move, you experienced and saw some different things that. Some things maybe even a child shouldn't see. Yeah. So,
2: um, up until the time where, you know, that, I guess that's when, uh, heroin was a big drug back then. That was, you know, a seventies drug. And so that hit, you know, the streets really hard. I remember East Cleveland and that's where we stayed. We stayed in East Cleveland. East Cleveland, just used to be a really, really opulent, uh uh, city, mm-hmm. grass, green everywhere. How's I, I mean? It was just like the community. I remember back when, like, we truly had a community. It's crazy. Right? We had an interview.
0: Somebody was telling me that, and I just still I don't. I yeah, still can't yeah, believe you know, it. Every no. time they bring that up, yeah, so yeah. Wow. He he, he a yeah. little little wet behind the ears, but <laughs> <Yeah>. you, know, <laughs> you
1: know, my grandparents lived, and I remember growing up there too. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I guess when that Heron uh, began to take over you know, and people begin to get, you know, uh um, addicted to this drug, I remember this seeing life start to change, right? And and my mother and then Pops I would differentiate the two as far as my father and Pops. So you know okay. who I'm I got talking you. about. I got okay. You. So Pops, um, you know, they start taking uh drugs. First it was uh, my mom, who got you know um start start uh using using and then my uh pops he started to use to show her that you can get off of it you're um. strong enough to get off of it, so he thought mm. and um when they both began to use then that's when the you know uh the arguing, the fighting, the, all this other stuff. And then I, at the same time, right, my father is, you, 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 you think uh, how you have, now you want to be, you know, that's my son. You know, mm-hmm. and some, some other man that's with, like, your girl or whatnot, so now you want to use, like, that, that's my son. So they was, you know, uh, beefing. Right. So it was times to where they was actually into like actual shootouts. Wow. Right. So now my mom is going back and forth from pops to my to my to, to my dad. Right. Because my dad was in, in the streets and he was, you know, uh using too. So she would go over there to use. And this is before pops start to to use. But so, now,
1: So you saying your father and your pops was in shootouts?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. At each other? At each other. At each other. You know what's at crazy about that, man? Um, I just want to... I'm going to get back to the story real quick. I was at the barber yesterday, and he was telling me... He was like, man, do you know so-and-so? I was like, no. He said, yeah, he's one of my clients. His son's... No, his daughter's mother was shot, like, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago? I guess it. You heard about that? Man, that was my friend's that was baby your, mother. That's yep. crazy. So no, he, he killed... He shot the boyfriend. Came in, killed her. The kids in the window they saw it. Mm -hmm. Went back to his crib, killed his his girlfriend, and killed himself. himself. Wow. They the kids.
0: The oldest is fourteen. He actually saw his mom get killed.
1: Man, yeah, like, crazy. I'm I'm just glad that
2: that didn't happen to you. That's that's why I bring that up. I mean, so close. Yeah, so close that that was like really my story. Sometimes it is like I've I'm replaying my life, Mm. right? Where I've seen like I've actually been here before, right? And it's 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 crazy. So this particular shootout which I remember, my mom was with my father and Pops went to go get her out of the drug house. So he Goes in to get her out of the drug house. Have her. I see them coming out the apartment and he's pulling her and they running across the street. He running with her across the street. My father coming out and start bussing. Wow. They gets behind the car, right? I'm in the car, I'm in the back seat, right? And he reaches over the the hood and start busting back at, uh, my father. So well, pop started busting back while I'm in the car. Wow. So you could I can hear bullets, this, you know, going, wow. going by. So after that, jump in the car, boom, and drive off, and 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 drive off. Yeah, shit. And, and so uh, I always was man. I was about like seven, eight years old. Man, just the, uh, yeah, about
1: just the like seven trauma seven. behind that. You know what I mean? Because that's the age where you kind of like
0: you. You know, you, you, yeah, you, and you remember like some stuff at like ages before
1: that you may remember, but you don't, you don't forget that. No, no, no. And I feel like we got to throw something in. So your name, right? Jalai Fali. Mm. And we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't grow up Jalai Fali. No. What was your name growing up? Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie Pratt. Ronnie Pratt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we're we going to get into the name change okay. here in a bit. Yeah. But keep keep going with the story.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, that's just a, a transition of, again, then the moves, you know, where we just never stayed still. Because after that, I believe they were separated, and then she was going back to my, my father, back to Pops, to my father, back to Pops. And... um You know, they were separating, then getting a divorce, and then we moved with my, my grandmother, you know, then back to, you know, Pops. Back to, so it was just like a triangle thing, right? And so she never really was able to find her own footing, right, because of her being, you know, a user. And then at a young age, I could only imagine... Uh, what she was going through at that age. I've actually seen them both, you know, nodding. And as a a child, you know when something's not right. Like, I knew, because I would see her, like, nodding off. I'm like, why? It's in the middle of the day. Like, why are you nodding, right? Like, why are you always sleepy, Mm -hmm. right? There's something wasn't right about that. So I asked her, about it, and she would, you know, make up a story, or whatnot, but then I actually seen it, right, I actually seen it, so I'm going to a bathroom, and um, she's there, slumped, I actually seen, seen it, so, wow, but anyway, yeah, picturing that is like it, right. it's like, it's emotional.
1: Yeah, 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 and, but it all goes into the becoming of who you... Who you yeah, are yeah you know because there's no there's no victory right without testing without trials without struggle without fighting for it right mm-hmm. and so but there's there's a more to that story um because your mother isn't with us right now right and so there came a point where in a way you were on your own mm-hmm. um so kinda kind of talk about that a little bit, and then we're we're gonna jump in, into the next phase
2: so uh man uh uh so when it was just her her and I and just moving about different boyfriends and and stuff like that, i was always um uh, looking to uh, make you know make something happen like i was i was you know going to a grocery store. And um, carrying grocery bags, you know, and um, uh, uh, getting fifty cent a quarter, a dollar was like wow when right. they <laughs> asking people, did they need help with their grocery bags, right? So I was doing that, I was you know raking leaves, shoveling snow, I was doing all type of you know uh, stuff like that to make money, to to eat, not to, not to have extra money. I was doing it to, to eat.
1: Just to eat.
2: Right? And then I, I I started to do it just to have clothes, a coat, socks, just to even buy gifts for others, even though I, I didn't have as a kid. I was buying gifts, like giving my aunts and cousins wow. and them stuff, socks and stuff like that. So, um, um yeah, I remember going, I was um talking to my wife the other day and I shared the story with her where uh I put, you know, uh, a coat on Laraway. Right? I put a coat on Laraway. Now I'm I'm in seventh grade at this time, it's between seventh and eighth grade, right? I'm working at Save Morris on Hayton. Right? Carrying grocery bags. They used to run me out from it, hey, get away from here. All right, and then finally they find they find finally they comes like, look, you wanna work here because they see how we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, want, you wanna right, right. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what. And his name was Tony. Tony. He said, Look, um, you can come in and pack bags, and I'll give you five dollars a day. And you pack bags. I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. They're like, all right, so you come here on weekends at eight o'clock, right. To clothes. Sounds like slavery. $5. But, uh, hey, man, back then. I was going to say you know, back then $5, $5 was like, yeah. Yeah, right. Because my winter coat, I remember it was $35. Mm-hmm. It was $35. It was a great bomber. like yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. It was fresh. Right? And, too, I was still, and, and I was getting tips. So with him, he was like, well, we're going to pay you $5, and you can still, you know, Get tips with, you know, carrying grocery bags. So, um, I was doing that, and I put my coat on Laraway at Silverman's. That's when Silverman's was real hot. Yeah, then, there. Right, right? So, um, and we were, you know, talking about, like, man, you can put things on Laraway and you did it as a kid? Mm. Like, my mom didn't sign for this Lairway, Right? I went and took them. Five dollars and put my coat on their way. All right. I also drove to Value City on miles. I it was that. my first name brand tennis shoe. I always wore like we just get pick and pay shoes or pay less when pay less you know came out um, the, those type of shoes. But I never had a pair of nights. I never had a pair of Reeboks or any or back then even um, Ponies. So that was my First name brand shoe was ponies and I've and I bought it. I put it on Lairway, and used to drive um, uh, catch the bus. I'm about to say you was yeah. driving as a kid. No, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So you got to catch figure. the bus. Hey, listen, it was like I was driving. I was catching the bus at age of 7. Wow. And I must say 7 just to to not overstretch it. I believe it was even 6. This is when bus fare was a dime. And I was catching the bus by myself at that age, and I knew how to get around. I used to catch the bus to my grandmother's house, to my cousin's house. Like, I knew the 3, the 6, the 28, the 41. Like, I was, I can get around wherever I, I wanted to go. I knew how to get So funny, you know, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> so
0: ahead. you learned survival at a young age. Yeah. So, because I haven't heard you bring it up yet, but how was school- like at that time, like how how was you like? Because it seemed like you had obviously had to take care of yourself, make your own money. How was like if you were like if it was school? Like how was you managing that, and how was it going to school? Like seeing the other kids' lifestyle.
2: It was, to I mean, believe it or not, I was a pretty decent student out of all of that. Wow. Right, I I actually got better in junior high school, right then. Elementary, but this is when Mama Gail, you know, so Mama Gail comes in, into the picture in about third or fourth grade. So uh, that's like my brother, his name uh, Adishi, right? We met in third grade, right? He became my best friend uh, when I beat this sixth grader up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the fourth grade. We got into a little uh, fight in the on the playground, and. Uh, he was like, at three o'clock, because we, we got into an argument, right, and we was uh, getting ready to fight, and he was like, after school, and the teacher broke it up, he's like, after school, I'm kicking your, you know what. So, this is when, do you remember the, uh, whatever, um, uh, movie, where you watching the clock? I was literally watching the clock. <laughs> <laughs> at three o'clock, man, I'm about to get into this fight, I'm scared. This is a bigger kid, right, and, like, I'm like, I'm just, terrified that 3 o'clock is getting ready to come and I'm going to have to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. Alright, so 3 o'clock come and I'm trying to make it out <laughs> <laughs> and get home. So I'm making it and I'm like, I don't see him. Great, I'm walking up the street down Euclid and then I just hear dude calling, calling me and uh, other kids running behind. I look back and I was just, like, oh man, <laughs> my heart is pounding and uh, this, uh, kid come come up and was like what's up what's up so now you got a group of kids that surrounding them. I'm in this circle it's like it's this is a movie Right. Yeah. real talk it's a movie so can I can mean, you imagine this,
1: they had smartphones back then oh, right exactly. <laughs> world star <talking. laughs> right. so Facebook uh, live. make
2: a long story short I whoop them I whoop them I, I, and, and, and I believe I whooped them just out of straight fear right? I was going to say that yeah yeah I was so scared that I whooped them. And then after that, it was like I was the man. I was the man from fourth grade all the way up into seventh grade. And then seventh grade again to another fight. It's like I always had to prove myself, right? Mm. Again, the light skin thing, the <laughs> uh, uh, the hazel eyes, and, you know, pretty boy, right? And then that that actually kind of like where we were talking about uh, back there where you just have to start to accepting things that, that you are. It was very hard for me because I would try to play myself down because I didn't want to be labeled as a pretty boy or somebody who actually uh, excelled, right? Because it was other things that was tied to that that, that um, I saw. So I always used to um, like play myself down. So anyway, it was like every year from school, like I had to prove myself again. Like I had to prove myself again when I went to high school. But after that, it was like everybody knew. Like, oh, don't don't mess with Pratt because he like, you know, <laughs> he got he got hands. Put them paws on. Yeah, you. yeah, pre- <laughs> pretty much. So that's when I met, met meet Deesh. I meet Deesh fourth grade, and he was just dapping me up and like, oh man, because dude was like a, he was he was a buddy. P- people were scared of him. And so after I met him as a friend. And actually went over his house, and you know, um, he had a pretty good upbringing, right? And they had food. <laughs> <laughs> they always got food. Yeah, so they always <laughs> had food. And it was like, man, I was trying to spend a night every weekend, right? Every weekend. And some days I was trying to spend a night when uh, it was just school nights. And then uh, finally, his mom was like, don't you gotta go home? Like, where, where's your mom? Like, what's going what's going on? This was Mama Gail. And um and she's like, I wanna meet your mother. Right? It was it, w- it was one of those things and uh um she, I think about like probably a year she finally met my mother and I guess at that, you know, they, where she probably saw what, what whatever, but she, she took me in. She took me in and it's been like Mama Gail ever since. Yeah, she
1: does. Back then, at what point, all the moving around and all that stuff, did it become normal to you? Like, you just expected it, and it wasn't, like, for example, you, you saw Deesh, and you're like, man, this is, this is, this is cool, like, I would, I would love to live, I would love to let you know this, like, my life isn't the way it's supposed to be. At what point did you realize that?
2: Uh, it was, it was young, really, mm. Did I seen that. And that's why I, I, I um, kind of gravitated towards that lifestyle that I knew that was out there, and that I knew that or wished that my mom could have, and put us in a better, uh, you know, place and, and situation. I knew it. I knew it young, right? I knew it at an early age when I saw her with that needle in her arm. I knew it. Wow. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna stay away from that. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I, I got you. Yeah. So, fighting got you interested in boxing. In boxing, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of tell us about that.
2: Uh, yeah. So, again, bully. Man, stay on East Cleveland. Staying in East Cleveland on Euclid, uh, Euclid and Grasmere. It was Tony's Pizza. I used to go and play um, the uh, game called Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Tony's Pizza. Um, and so, a guy came in there. And, and, and again, it was like and another thing the reason why I think I I won all these fights, because it was always somebody messing with me. I was never the kid that messed with some someone, usually. I did it one time. I did it one time, thought I was the man, and thought, you know, and I bullied somebody, and he whooped. He whooped me, <laughs> right? So I think that's just, it just comes back. But, you know, a guy was messing with me and brought me off the video game. And he had a group with him. And back then, they, it was little little games and, and stuff like that. So I'm probably about, like, 12, you know, 12 at this time. And he bring, bring me out. And, you know, uh, we, got, we got to fighting. And then his friend tried to jump in. And it's like, like I handled, handled myself pretty Ooh. well. And Two for one special. I like yeah, that. yeah. Handle myself so, pretty well, and uh, actually, I started boxing. I actually started boxing at nine, mm. right? So I, you know, I did have some, you know, um, lessons at in that and fought junior Olympics, uh, one one junior Olympics at nine. So I got some trophies and pictures and stuff like that with me, uh, with me. Fighting.
1: All right. Let's take it to the streets. Okay. Right? Because, uh, you know, it's funny. Cleveland got a lot of talent as far as fighting side. So much talent. Right? You mm-hmm. know, a lot of boxers came up out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, obviously, we're starting to see MMA starting to come up out of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But for young black men, one of the things that you always hear about if they a boxer, if they got talent, is man, we got to keep them out the streets. Mm. So, coming up for you, how hard was it to not turn that path and go the street route, whether it's just to make some extra money, stay fresh, do whatever, since it was all around you? How, mm. how hard was it to stay on the straight and narrow, which landed you in a position that you didn't want to be in, which we're going to get into
2: I think because, really, at that time, like, I, my friends wasn't doing it, right? So I didn't really have anyone that was in my circle that was doing it. Had it been some friends that went that route, then I probably would have got caught up as as, as well. Because, again, it was around me. I seen it, right? I seen it. My mother's um, boyfriends was, like, Doing it, I remember they actually gave me a uh, uh, a pack, a package, of cocaine to see if I could sell it because wow. things was, you know, hard. I mean, I was in I was in middle school. I'm in the eighth grade now, and seeing if and and again it did it did begin to just to seem kind of like normal, mm. right? And I was like, you know, and I tried. Eighth grade, you know, 13, 14, however age was that. But I didn't know who to sell it, Who who would... Who was going to buy it. Who was going <laughs> to buy it. If I would have found the customer that day, when I had it, it probably would have been an early lifestyle for me. You,
1: you you mean to tell me your life with the... um successful entrepreneur that you are, you did not research your target market. You (laughs) you didn't look at the demographics that was right in front of you. I had
2: no idea. I think some was holding me back too just because of the um, past experience of what I've seen Mm. from, like it's being so close to home. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So let's
1: talk about your conversion, right? Mm. Because you did a bit, but during that time, you made some... Really life changing changes to your life. Mm. One of which being your name, mm. another one being your diet, mm-hmm. and obviously the biggest one being your mindset. Mm. So, um, which which led you? Because I I met you after these changes had had happened. So I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to know Ronnie. Right. I only knew life. Right. So for us, for our audience. I want to know those changes you made, and, and how did you arrive at those decisions, and not how did you just arrive at those decisions, but how did you not waver to ever go back?
2: Mm. Well, I remember when they when they uh picked me up mm-hmm. right so uh at this time, I did again, my circle changed. uh A friend of mine was you know in the streets, I was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Randall Mall, the kiosk. Yeah. Or the whatever. Whatever. In a, in you, a, uh, food, right? Food Court. Yeah, food court. Yep. Right. So you had Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. That's when they first came came together. So I was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken and um I remember working there and a friend of mine uh just was always having stuff, right? He will have stuff that, you know, like like man, how did you get that? Right, and he had introduced me to what he was doing. This is when crack hit the scene, right? Mm -hmm. And so I got introduced to that. I was still working, and um, I just thought it was interesting. They're like, Man, you can make all this money, right, and not have to go to work because I was working all the way from like seven all the way up to high school. So this was in high school. It was about uh tenth grade. So I worked all the way up until then. But then I'm seeing this other lifestyle and close friend of mine, you know, making money and bought him a car and doing all this other stuff. So I'm like he turned me on to it. And I started to try to, you know, hustle. Again, it wasn't something that just, you know, jumped jumped out and I started making money, uh, instantly, you know, but at this time, I guess I started researching my, my market. (laughs) exactly. Right. Uh, so. Man, I can, I can turn uh, this into a business. Right, right. So we, um, I, I started, started doing that and, um, had some success at it on a lower level because at that time, you know, I'm just interested in and interested in, you know, tennis shoes and looking, looking, looking fly, looking fly yeah. right? Getting a car, having a car and some sounds, right? Mm. That's all I was really, you know, into it for. And um, uh, kind of like uh, fast forward, at this time, um, I bought a car, didn't have no license, right? We stayed on Kinsman, and uh, I ended up buying a car with a fake ID, Right, Go buy a car. And I used to park the car down the street so my mother wouldn't see it. Wow. Right? And so I probably had the car for three weeks before she found out about it because one of her friends said, Hey, yo, that son got a car. Like, I seen him driving. And she was like, What? My son ain't got no car. <laughs> so, so she come home. Uh, she's upset. She's mad, like, you got a car? Where's her car? I'm like, no, and, you know, of course, you know, denying everything. She gets the truth out of me. I'm like, it's down the street, <laughs> and so we go down the street. She see the car. It was a nice car. So <laughs> she's like, where'd you get the money? But you know, get this car from and who sold you a car and, you know, all this uh, other stuff. Now she had a car. Her car. I remember it was a little gray, um, Buick, beat up. Right. My car was uh, I think I had it was a regal, had gold uh rims on it. So your car was it nice was nice her car. It was nice, right? right. So <laughs> she uh you know, I wanna say that she wasn't really upset, you know, but she was upset and she made me take the car uh back. Right. And then she's cussing the uh people who sold me a car, like you this is a minor. You sold a minor car, right? And so they're like, "Well, we didn't know." He gave us ID, blah blah, this and that. Why did my mom <laughs> have them exchange the car? Because it was some, something wrong with it too, right? Um, but I didn't, I, I didn't know. How them exchanged the car and then gave her a newer car, and she kept my car. <laughs> 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 and she kept, she kept the car. Yeah, so. Oh, man. Um, but that was my introduction to you know uh, industry. So after that. She saw which route I was headed, and she sent me to uh, Nashville. Mm. So she sent me to Tennessee to live with my aunt. Right at this time, I'm uh, this is my eleventh grade like year, like half of the year just got into the eleventh grade. She sent me to Nashville. Um, went to Nashville. Uh, had a few dollars I saved up. You know, so I'm going down to Nashville. I'm, I'm... You have I'm Yeah, balling. you got a little I'm something, something like, Yeah, right, work, right. Exactly. And, uh, so the, I'm getting, you know, the attention, the new guy from Cleveland or whatnot. But Nashville, man, it was so country. I was like, I couldn't, I'm like, I wanted out. I want I was going to ask out. you that, because I
0: got family from, yeah. uh, from, uh, Tennessee. And I was going to yeah. say, like, what was the, from
2: leaving Cleveland... The city to go into the country, like that's exactly what it was. It was straight country. Everybody <laughs> had, when I say everybody, everybody had Jerry Curls, <laughs> right? I wanted so one, global. my mother wouldn't let me get one. Oh, I can't picture uh, you, you could. With one, yeah. I could, yeah. Oh, she, you could, I could. Yeah, I could. <laughs> yeah. She was like, No, you're all here fine, just put some water and grease in it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, Nashville was, I like it now. But back then, man, it was like, it was just so country, in which I end up uh, meeting a young lady. We dated very shortly. We end up, you know, doing, you know, some grown-up stuff. And that's my first first kid. That's Jasmine, my daughter. Mm. Right? Uh, uh, Then going to McGavick, this big old school, you know, like three of Kennedy's. Right can fit in this school. That's 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 where he went. Yeah, I like that. Fat soft little name drop there. Appreciate huh? that. Yeah. That name drop. No, I I just
1: appreciate you uh, making hey, no, him no, realize do how stop, small stop, his stop, school stop, is. Stop, that's what stop. I wanted you to do. Uh,
2: okay, okay, okay. Well, I graduated from Ken Man, listen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so that's how that's small that. your yeah, your yeah, school? Yeah, okay, yeah. got you, got you. Yeah, because I actually you. came back. Oh, yes, that's right, that's right. Because
1: you know, Heights is like what three times the size of Kennedy too. Now, no, not really. Because they rebuilt it. it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. just rebuilt
0: Kennedy, so we got a whole street. Miles. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You yeah. ain't got no
1: whole street. <laughs> you, you got a block. A real a real small block. But anyway, life, what were you saying? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So and went to M- McGavin and, and it was different. I don't know how the school system is now far as credits, but back when I it was time for me to graduate, I only needed 18 credits. Mm. And I had... Um, fifteen or sixteen. After my eleventh grade, I will have sixteen, right? So my senior year, back in Cleveland, I will not need two credits. So just need the the math and English, and you get out half. You go to school half a day or whatnot, and 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 get out, right? So, in Nashville, I needed twenty one credits, mm. right? So here I got sixteen credits. I need five more
1: mm.
2: what am i getting ready to take for there so english and math yeah but now i gotta take some stuff i have no interest in. i have no interest in electric i have no interest in auto body because they was a big school it was like one of those type of school plumbing like they had everything mm. if i knew then when i not now, you know it's, now it's different Right that's, that's
1: that's 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 your thing You're yeah, always talking about that Yeah
2: Yeah but Back then Like man I wasn't trying to Take all that And then too I would have to take Six credits Just in case I failed one Right So it was like My senior year That I was You know Looking to be You know Just you know uh, Going to school Half a year And being able to get Get out And being introduced To adulthood uh, I gotta have A full schedule So That was my whole idea As far as coming back back to Cleveland, but at the same time I have this this uh girl pregnant, baby on the way, and um uh went when I find out, uh, her mother called me and was like, hey, like so what do you and my daughter like basically like, what, what what you about to do? Like she was saying like I need to marry her daughter. And I'm uh-huh. like I'm like, huh? I'm like no I'm not Looking to get married So she was Because she was Really deep in Religion And whatnot. Her mom um, Was And And then was Pushing Now I'm like well I want to go back home uh, Back to Cleveland So I can graduate And this And I So like, How are you going to Take care of the baby From uh, from Cleveland And again Young Just like hey well I'll send her money And this and that Make a long story Short Did she um, chew you up uh yeah she, cho- she 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 did um but when I I end up going coming back to Cleveland um getting back involved in what I m- my mother sent me to Nashville yeah, know, avoid. to Correct. avoid to mm-hmm. avoid getting back into that 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 life but now here it is I got a I got a child on the way uh, the child finally get gets here um she was born in December and I call and um, her mother is not picking up the phone this and that. So I fly back down to Nashville thinking like, well, maybe I got to be there. Right. And I'm at the door, ringing the doorbell and no one's coming to the door. No one's coming to the door. So I'm still knocking. I know she's there. I just called her. Right. So I know she's at home. At this time, there's, it's pagers. Okay. It's no phones. right? So, so I here? actually <laughs> have to go to a pay phone. Right. So I actually have to go to a pay phone and And call and she answered the phone. So I'm like, man, I'm here. And so I drive back around to her house and she ain't coming to to the door. Her sister was on my side though. Her sister was like, you know, really trying to get her, her sister to, you know, like, man, answer. But I think her mom, you know, like coached her, you know, because her mom was really big in, in church and wanted to find her a husband, which. She ended up getting married to, and my daughter grew up thinking that this—that was, was her—that father. Father. Was, her, was her father. Mm. Mm. Which is another night, like, man. This thing is just yeah, yeah.
1: Man. I, I told you this was gonna be yeah. be interesting, man. Yeah. Let's let's get into your your name change. Mm-hmm. Right, I know we kind of di- divert real quick, but I just I think that's the first time I ever met somebody who changed their name. First two people. One mm-hmm. of them named Beyond, the mm-hmm. other one named J Life. So for our audience, I want you to talk about what made you change your name mm-hmm. and the meaning of your name. Mm.
2: Good. So um uh, end up uh getting arrested after, you know, being uh a unlicensed uh uh, pharmaceutical <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have your L's I, I didn't have my license So You know uh, Got Got arrested And it was like I knew Now was that your First offense? That was actually It was my second That was your second my offense My first offense was I was down uh, University of Cincinnati um, And I Quit The Call myself You know Quitting You know Uh some the, drugs. The pharmaceutical mm-hmm. business. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. exactly. And, and now, so, just to
1: put things into perspective as far as time, how old are you? So,
2: um, at, I'm about like 20. I'm about like 20, 21, around. Okay. Right? My first uh My first encounter, right? So, uh, I was going, going back to school and I was like, well, I didn't want my money to start running low, so I was just going to, you know, uh, uh, sell a late supplemental crack. income. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Always. Always thinking ahead. Right. Yeah, so you uh, gotta have multiple streams. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what we talk about. Right. So I was I got uh, caught with like uh, some pounds of weed, and which is crazy. Uh, is legal now. Yeah. Exactly. They should. <laughs> they should give me that time. Yeah, <laughs> they they, yeah, should, they give should give you that time yeah, back. Right. Yeah. Yeah right so we uh that was my first little stint. I ended up doing like four months on that mm. right so uh again fast fast forwarding uh my second encounter uh i got got set up to a uh, again i stopped right i'm boxing at this at, at this time, so it's golden gloves um so yeah. I got back into the gym. You know, boxing. And uh, one of my teammates then was asking me about, you know, because he knew my past or whatnot, asking me, you know, can I hook him up? Now, at this time, I wasn't selling, but... he still some, knew. Yeah, I still knew the connection. I felt like I could make, you know, some, some extra money or whatnot. And end up, you know, doing some stuff with him, which he was working for the, uh, the people... And um, so they had me, right? They had me, but they didn't come get me then. So um, uh, just moving on now, because I did do something for him, I started back, you know, dabbling and dabbling and whatnot. And uh, what what ended up happening, I hear that he had got caught up in something and he's out. But this time I've already dealt with him right we done, done business together so i pull up on like yo i heard that you you know that you got and i was asking him about a situation and he and me like nah, oh, man he's like well man you know i wouldn't do this to you and this and that uh and next thing you know this was my fight night this is my fight night that i had i had a fight i was on my way to to the weigh-in and this fight was going to be huge, right? Because this is the guy that lost to him in Golden uh, the Golden Gloves final, final. So this fight was like it was marketed. It was it was going to be a really big fight. Well, it was. It was still it was it still was a big fight that day because everybody was uh everybody was there to come see us fight. It was like the main event. So um, what ended up happening? when i'm going to the weigh-in the police you know surround me or whatnot and and that was that that was the day that's All gotta right. be a terrible yeah. feeling. it really was <laughs> but, but i feel but, like oh, in the yeah. moments like that they knew
0: they could have got him they waited to that moment. yeah they, they like, oh, waited to that yeah. moment absolutely. they waited
2: to that moment too because they knew because he told them that i questioned Him about Mm. so they felt like to protect him just in case anything was you know uh, not knowing where my mindset was if I would do something you know try to get something done to him that they had to take me off the streets right Um, because they let me roll for about like mm, about like two months Mm. before because that was the only incident right so anyway they uh, I thought it was kind of like off because they asked me about. Uh, Gregory. It was like, so your name Gregory? I'm like, no. Nah. Like, man, was like, what's your name? I'm like, my name is Ronnie Pratt. Give him my license and show him. They're like, oh, so they check him. Like, oh, well, hey, this is uh, Ronnie Pratt. I Think we got the wrong guy. So I'm like, yeah, y'all got the wrong guy. Come to find out, my Julio's was Gregory. Was <laughs> Gregory Thomas? Oh. Right. So I had some fake uh, uh, licenses. This is when you can actually get <laughs> you know like uh license, dri- actual driver license, and, you know, so so I had that little um, connect or whatnot, but um, I forgot about Gregory. <laughs> so you was a plug, man. You had all the connects, man. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> forgot about Gregory. Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I end up going to jail and I knew it. I knew, I was like, hey, man, this is kind of like, it, w- it was going to be it. And I seen myself having 10 years, but this is when the, I started to I didn't know it then, but as I I started to look back in when I'm incarcerated at at the time where I was just speaking things into existence, where I actually had power in the words that I spoke,
1: Mm.
2: right? Uh, Again, not knowing it then, but I'm seeing it happen because me and my brothers, we were just having a conversation about talking about like, man, if we got locked up, what we would want one another to do as far as taking care of their kids and uh, if anything was to happen to us and then there was a question that was, a, that was uh, put out there how much time that we think that we could do and this and that and I was like I said 10 years right it was like everything I spoke yeah, wow. happened right even all the way till my mother passing away when I was incarcerated wow. so it was like at this point a time when I'm inside I, I was afraid to even speak or to think certain things because it was like the things that I, I, I spoke happened, right, when I came into that, you know, uh, um, consciousness. So just bringing me up to, you know, speed Far as like far as the, the, the name change and, and, and everything. So um, when I first, you know, got locked up, just uh, trying to see how you're going to do your bit. You know, you got 10 years, right? right? So it's just like, how am I I getting ready to do this? But when I was sentenced, I I told the judge, like, you know, um, no matter what, how much time that you're going to give me, you know, I'm going to make this a negative into a positive. I said, I'm going to come out better than I I went in. I said that it's in my transcripts, right? Uh, And that's what... My approach was when I went in there. So when I went in there, I went in there in a mindset that I wasn't coming out the same, right? Even though when I first went in, I started doing some of the same stuff, like you know playing cards, gambling, you know doing doing stuff like that. Uh, didn't really take part of the uh, the the stuff of the weed and the stuff and the hooch and stuff that that was in there. Did it once when I was in there. So I, but it was it wasn 't for me right right uh, so uh i I worked in the kitchen, and I used to hear these guys talk about different religions and stuff like that, and then they 'll ask me about you know my religion and and this and that I'm like you know I, just getting offensive right i wasn't even listening, I was hearing what they were talking about, but then when they start to question me. Begin began to, you know, get offensive, you know, because I felt like no matter what it is that you practice or what it is that you believed in, each man has their own, you know, like believe in whatever you, you want to believe in and don't try to switch what my truth is. Right. So we were, you know, we used to kind of like go at it sometimes and, and and really, almost get into some you know physical stuff with one with one of the, with one of the guys, and so the other guy was like, "Man, no, man, you know, chill out. Leave him alone. He, you know, he'll come around. He's something." They that that they were saying. So anyway, we was um, fixing trays and stuff, and they'll always just be talking on stuff about you know the sun, the moon, you know how far the planet is from the end was just stuff that I'm just like, whoa. Stuff was just now, I'm just hearing. So you ain't trying to bring, but I'm just hearing. So then I began to question some of the stuff. And, uh, then we began to walk the track. And I will ask questions about, you know, certain, certain things. And, um, and we just began to, you know, to build. And after that, um, he was he was he, he used to say like man you bring when you come around he's like man you bring like this energy he's like this you bring like like life mm. you know and not just just him but with other people that I used to you know build with or or talk to I was like a social butterfly in there it was like again remember my mindset when I went in there that I was not coming back out the same mm-hmm. so I would talk to. You know the, the Dominicans, the colombians the you know any 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 group of people that I feel like that can teach me something. I was talking to guys who 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 took a hundred million from m c i you know I was locked up with, with 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 him, and I used to sit down with him and just get get fed. I was with this uh real estate uh guru this is when i I drew up a plan that I sent out to my brother. Uh, b- beyond on the houses and telling him how he should set up his uh, corporation and uh, how we're going to take money from, from this house, pull out the the mortgage to buy this one, and I just showed him that whole blueprint. He still got it to to this oh, wow. day. Yeah, I seen it. Right, yeah. So and he operates off of it too. Um, so it was like I was being fed. So the information I was being fed, I was sending it out to my. I was sending it out to my brother. And uh introducing him to certain to certain things. So when I began to hear this in different groups that I was building with, because they were all giving me this energy, and then one day it just clicked, and I was like, man, that's it. Cause I I never wanted to for me to just create a name for myself. It was like I wanted it to be given. Right? And so it was like life, so that's what you know. People started to you know associate me with, but I didn't want just life because this is when life genders came out. I was like, man, I don't want, I don't want people to be. Like, <laughs> it's like, funny I was like, saying like, that's what I think, like, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That I took on his name, his name. Yeah. So I had to be different, and so then I was like, okay, God. So I was like, Ja, You know, God's life. I'm living God's life. And so that's where I added Ja and became Ja Life. So
0: pretty much like, uh, and you know, you hear this, these stories a lot. And what people say, you know, when they get locked up or they get incarcerated, that's where they start to change their life. It changed their life because you look at it, it was God sitting you down like, OK, listen, you got it. Something has to change. So to me, because it seemed like you had that mindset before you even. Mm-hmm. actually physically went in there so would you say your life-changing moment was the night of your big fight?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I think and people they'll they'll tie to like uh you know you um you you know you became relig- religious when you were in there or whatever it is that you you know uh had you know grew to be at that You know At that time When you're in there It's like What's wrong with that What's wrong with someone Actually stepped In A situation like that And then was able To come out with some Any type of positivity Because that's That's uh, Inhumane Mm -hmm. To be Locked up like that Right So it's like It's I still don't know All of the 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 I would say the, the 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 effects that all that time had mm. on me. But I just knew that every day that for me I was reaching to be better than I went in there. So uh it say, you know, things that have value don't lo- lose its value just because it's lost, right? Mm. So it's like I found myself in there, right? And I found the value, but I would always had that value like 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 what you said, I always had the value, but it got lost, and then I, you know, found it back, and um, so, and just brought that value back out um, uh, with me.
0: Man, it's, it was crazy, because you tell me I got to do an hour in jail, I'm falling out, like, I'm, that's (laughs) it. But I feel like, do you feel like going through, like, your upbringing, the things you saw when you were younger... As crazy as it sounds, like you were like, mm-hmm. your mind was kind of prepared to go through that? Because how long did you, did you do? I did nine years. So, I kind of feel like you experienced a lot. You saw a lot. So, your mind was more equipped, like you said, before mm-hmm. you went there. You was like, you know what? I'm not going in here and, and coming out the same person I was. Like, do you feel like that also was because of the things you saw as a kid? How, what you saw your, your dad and your pops, what your mom
2: went through? Um... All I would have to say, yeah. It like it. Per- I mean, it's it's no different than, you know, you getting a sword and a scab, you know, this. So, yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately, that, that that was the case. But it's, it's no doubt in my mind that that had something, you know, to do with it. And even to today, it's like certain things that bother other people don't bother me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I've been through... Uh, and again, not to you know hold it up as a shield, it just is what it is i've been through you know a lot i've been through uh the hellfire right, so the things that you think is hot ain't hot to me
1: mm. you know you say I am the fire yeah Man. exactly
2: <laughs> i am so and that's that's how pretty much how I live my life
1: no it's funny i I can attest to that personally because i 've known you since I was in my twenties and i know you remember some of the stuff that used to bother me <laughs> it used to be like this like too <laughs> like, like tripping man like what are you talking about mm-hmm. but it's amazing the experiences that we go through how it changes our psyche and our approach to certain things did you when when you was out there before you went in did you ever have a a inkling or feeling that
2: you might get caught up yeah. Again, like I said, when we had that discussion, it was like I seen it, mm. right? It was like I was I was speaking, I was speaking my future, right? Uh, so yeah, and for anybody to not to even really be able to see that far, if you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, And it don't have to be anything negative either. It could be something ways that you are, you know, uh, envisioning and doing for us in your career or the or a business that you want to create, or the clothing line that you want. If you see it, if you got to be able to see the future of that, right? Yeah. So it's like I was in the streets. i got to be able to see the future of what that's going to bring if I continue to be in the streets. So it's either I'm going to get locked up eventually, or I'm going to get robbed eventually, mm-hmm. or I'm going to get shot eventually. So you begin to you know, see these things for someone not to be able to see that. But then, too, I flip it and be like, well, if I can see that, then why can't I envision whatever it is that I wanna that you want to create?
1: That you want, to create. You
2: know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then speak that into existence and be able to see that and, and be able to manifest that. So, another one of your uh, professions,
1: outside of being an unlicensed pharmacist, um, <laughs> was a personal trainer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... Uh, Man, I'll tell you what's crazy, Willie. Really. So when we met, I, I remember it too. We met at this club. I want to say it was down on East Ninth, And mm-hmm. uh, I remember it was B, I think it was you, and somebody else walked in. And this is before we even closed our first, our first deal. Mm-hmm. B just wanted to bring us together. He was like, yeah, that's my brother. I'm going to tell you two things. One, I felt this dude was like real calm. So I either felt like he was into meditation or he was a fighter. Because mm-hmm. as you meet fighters, real, real fighters, that's just how they are. Like they just, they just have a calm about it. And I said, man, this dude, do, do cool, real, real cool. Um, then I found out how much he was into fitness. And obviously he had opened his own training studio and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so when you see me, Willie, and stuff I do, he used to torture people, man. <laughs> he used to torture people. The very first time we worked out together, I would never worked, worked on my abs in my entire life. All I did was just lift weights and run. I threw up, bro. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. I seriously threw up. He had me doing stuff I never did before. I went to the bathroom and he asked me. The only question he had, he asked me if I was all right, do I want to take a break, he asked me, was I going to finish? <laughs> he said, you going to finish? <laughs> That's uh, it. Wow. So I, I wow. say that to say because mm, you obviously, I don't know if, I mean, obviously you haven't been a boxer. You had to work out. You mm-hmm. had to do fitness. Right. But diet is a completely different thing because we right. all know athletes that don't take their diet seriously. Right. So what made you change your diet and get into the physical
2: fitness path that you obviously embarked on. Yeah, man, finding something uh, to do in there and being uh, where it's just uh, on, a, on, on a positive. Uh, it's so much stuff. I mean, it really it's so much stuff that you do inside uh, prison as far as, you know, which way that you want to go. And so for, uh, for me, it was, you know, training. You know, working out, and um, again getting into meditation and getting into that, where I had to calm my, you know, calm myself. It's like my physical was locked up, but mentally, dude, You was on ten. I was on ten. I was free. I was free. I was. I was. I was as free as I am right now. Mm. Right. Right. And I believe, really. And this is gonna be a shout out to my wife. I believe that um, now I'm I'm r- like getting back to that level of where I was when I was locked up, far as mentally mm-hmm. and being, you know, one with my thoughts and creating, right? So I give I give her I give her that because it's like I'm growing into this person. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing into this man that I'm looking forward to meeting in, in this journey, right? And I give her the credit to that because, just because of the type of woman that she is, right? So, uh, just, you know, when I was in there, I was into, you know, reading, uh, meditating. I, I got involved with the Tao, you know, and they talks about like the digestive system and stuff like that. And then, too, I'm in prison, I'm in prison. Can you imagine the food that they feed <laughs> you in prison? Say, yeah. <laughs> right? So it really wasn't hard. They're like, man, I ain't eating that. Right? So you would see these, uh, these chicken uh, uh, wings that look like they've been shot up with all type of stuff. So the stuff that I was reading and then seeing it in front of me are like, I'm not mm-hmm. eating that. Mm-hmm. Right? And knowing that, you know, it takes, you know, red meat anywhere between, you know, uh, they're talking about like uh, 94 uh, hours. You know what 94 hours is? How many days that is before it just goes through you. And then you sit uh, with anywhere between 15 and 20 pounds of, you know, crap that sits in your stomach that you think that you, when you use the bathroom this morning, that it's from. Nah, it's. You know, stuff that's from years and years from now. So, reading that, it was like, man, I'm not eating that. I'm not drinking milk. I'm not doing this and that. So, uh, that's how the the, the diet, but the exercise was just something just to stay fit. And then working out with people. Working out with people and having, um, being um, involved in their transition. Being involved in their transition and seeing how they light up, seeing how the people who um knew them and it was like wow and then they turn around and say, Hey, you know, th- this guy did that. Like he he helped me and then you got their family or their wives like like, you know, giving me like, oh thank you so much and this and that because when I go out on visit, I was the cameraman, mm-hmm. right? So I was looking for a great job and, and <laughs> I didn't want to do no work. No work. So I was a camera, that was my job. I was um uh, the camera guy so you know he induced me to his uh his family when they come up on visit and it's like yo this is the guy I'm talking about life and so it began to be So Dan, if in you're ever there.
1: looking for another gig he just told you it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh yeah, so man I got involved in the working out, training people. Um I saw me, you know, uh opening up that That gym, but I thought that was going to be the first thing that I that I uh, I ran into when I came home, which wasn't right. But but let's let's stay right there for a second because
1: everything we do with this podcast is for the culture, okay? Right, and so unfortunately, in our community, growing up, nutrition, dieting, you really only heard about that unless you play sports. Mm Right, we go to church every Sunday. Still to this day, I can't remember the pastor talking about living healthy, living a healthy lifestyle. You hear them talk about where they're going to eat after church though. fried chicken,
2: mm-hmm. meat with
1: greens, mac and cheese. And it's funny, I heard Chris Chris Rock say this. He said, "When you go to black funerals." At the reception, they feed you what just killed that person. <laughs> wow! <laughs> right? Because right, yeah. it's at every funeral, fried chicken, mac and cheese, yep. greed, the most unhealthy stuff that clog you up. And so, kind of like a anomaly in a sense, where also in our culture you see a dude swole. What you hear? He just got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right, Yeah. So it's like us taking our health seriously what we put into our bodies diet and exercise and even to this day i mean it's always been an issue um you obviously came from that same type of background but you made a decision what do you think could help change that within our community the the psyche of what we eat of going to exercise going to the gym getting a if you can't if you don't feel like you can do it on your own, get a personal trainer. What do you think would
2: change that mindset within the black culture? I think it's changing. Um, it's changing now, you know with uh, you know people uh, you think it's changing because of social media social media yeah okay. yeah, because it's it's more it, it's more talked about Visible you know, people are right people, you're seeing it. People got these uh, channels that they're they're promoting uh, vegans, um, you know, vegetarian. Um, I mean, it's happening. It's happening now. It's not going. It's not going to change over over overnight. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's changed already. I believe the change is uh, very uh, very close. You know, because people are just getting getting into it, right, um, and becoming more, becoming more. More conscious of it, but I think no matter what, even with knowing the the um, the detriment of cigarettes, you know that, and they had it on the package that never stop nobody from That's smoking true. right it's so yep. uh, it's just being like where you know where do you want that individual, what does he or her want as far as you know being being healthy? And usually, the change come about when when, when you have to. Right? When you don't have a choice. Yeah, when you have to, right? You get that That doctor say that this is going to happen or this and that. So, you, if enough pain is associated with it, then there's your change.
0: Mm. I want to stick right there. You guys talked about the change. You talk about the culture. Because another thing in our culture that I think has changed and I want you to touch on this cuz I know you're a businessman yourself. A lot of people has had the hustle mindset, right? But I feel like once your hustle mindset translates into a business mindset, yep. things will change. Could you like break down like the difference between like having your hustle mindset and taking your hustle mindset into your business mindset because I know he's going to get into that next
1: too. Yeah, that's a great question.
2: Yeah, very great question. It's like almost like you just tapped into my and into my thoughts because not real talk, like I was just having a conversation with myself uh, of that mentality. And I'm just now seeing myself transition from the hustle into the business mentality. And it is, it's two different mindsets. You know, the hustle mentality is like, hey, yeah, you just going after the dollar and you just, you know. Trying to get as much money as, as you can. You know, uh, it transitioned for, for me too because I got more responsibility. It's not just me. It's not just me flipping a house and looking at my bottom line. It's the people that I have working with me, right? And I say with me, not for me, because um, that's how I, I see them. I truly want them to um, uh, be able to grow. And have the things that they want to have, have the things you know, and the financial financial stability to put their kids through through college or to live in an area that they want, want 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 to live. So my mentality now, as a businessman, and then too, and then seeing the difference that uh, the hustle man is no is really no structure. It's mm-hmm. no system. It's no scaling. Let's get it any way you can get it. It's just what you know. It's just that, the business man, and the mindset, the things that you have to, uh, who you have to become, hmm. right? To really grow this thing, like, who I have to become to grow a ten million dollar business, right? It's like yo, I gotta, I can't be you. You can't hustle that. No. Right? You yeah. ain't going You ain't gonna get there. With that mentality, right? So you, it's best that you become a businessman in order to reach that type of that type of goal. But I know I can't I can't hit that number with being a man. It's a lot of young people
0: that need to hear that too. Because you oh, hear it all the time in high school, man, I get this hustle, I got to hustle. That don't last forever anyway. Because you And you constantly like you trying to hurry up and get that quick dollar, get it any way you can get it. Sometimes whether it's clean or not clean. You just it's a hu- that hustle mindset. Eventually, you have to translate that into the business because then, like you said, now you're looking out for other people. You're not just looking out for yourself.
1: A lot of people don't want to look out for other people too. That's as long true. as I'm good, I'm good. That's something that's got to change in the culture. That's uh why well, I always talk mm-hmm. about it: individualism versus collectivism. We go further. There's, I don't know if you saw my IG, I put up a video. I said, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That's an old African proverb. Mm. And basically, just like you as a businessman, you're not doing it on your own. Mm -hmm. You're doing it together, people that Mm -hmm. work with you. Um, The biggest thing to me about hustling is there's no no breaks. I can't sit down and enjoy. I'm always working. And I saw that from my parents growing up. You know, even if you want to look at having a job, you're hustling. You know, because the only reason you at that job is just to get a check. No, I want to do something I enjoy doing. Yeah. You see it all the time that way. way. Yeah. Like you see people
0: that you you have a nice house. But to me, I don't want to live like I got a nice house, but I got house. I'm never there to enjoy it because I right. making sure I'm out there, like you said, hustling. So I can be able to afford that. Like you have to get to a point where you build a lifestyle to where you can have time to sit down. Relax, yeah,
2: to enjoy the fruits of your labor, right?
0: And hustling, you really can't sit down and enjoy the
2: fruits of your labor. You can't. And then a the hustle is like it's a different mindset. I tell my guys and the people that uh, that, that I'm working with, like, man, this ain't a hustle. Like, mm-hmm. quit, quit bringing that mentality here. It ain't a hustle, right? This is a this is a business. This is what's going to uh, uh, take care of you and your family. This vehicle. Is, 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 is used to feed us Right And just that hustle mentality Is just like you said It's just a It's a one hit wonder It's just a one One It's like playing dollar Man mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You know what Ooh, I mean man. It's like playing dollar Man Why would you want this to just be out here You know Like Kind of like this By yourself Without a team You know Speaking of team You got your Lovely wife here mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's
1: constantly telling me, because he's married too, about how much of an asset his wife has been Mm. to him. He always tells me, he's like, man, I wouldn't be who I am without her. And so marriage is something, unfortunately, in our culture as well, Mm -hmm. that isn't as the way it used to be. You were expected to, and it was regarded as something that you just aspired to. 2021, it ain't that no more, especially for our young men and young young women. Mm-hmm. But I want you to talk about the value of having a partner, having that rib, having that person who's next to you um, that brings you our life. But me knowing you and knowing her, she brings life to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to get into that a little bit for our, for our audience so they can know that that value and that. Getting married isn't a burden; it's an asset. It's it's how you go farther. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, wow. So again, um, it's 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 principles and morals and and just stuff that we've kind of like our culture, like how we've been raised and the program. That's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. We've been programmed, right? In a totally different, you know. Uh, uh, mindset as far as when it pertains to you know uh, marriage or you know even being into a relationship yep right Uh, um, the value is is exponential and again the person that I'm becoming today I'm excited about and it's because of my my wife and what she brings to the table, right? And then, to me truly valuing her and want to be more for her, right? So we don't enter this relationship as a 50-50. Well, I'm a, you put in 50 and I'm putting in 50, and that's how we're going to get to 100. Nah, nah, she needs to bring 100 to the table, mm. right? And I need to bring 100 to the table, Because as she's continuing to bring 100 to the table, it's like, I got to match that. that's free game right there. No, I can't. It's like we in competition to outdo each other, Mm. right, when it comes to loving and supporting, you know, one another. And um, when you have someone that truly, you know, uh, just not just have your back, because I don't think a, a woman that goes into a relationship that she doesn't have her, her man's, you know, back, but for her and I, we, 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 we really come together, right? And um, she bring the best out of, of, of me because of who, you know, who she is. Uh, when we met, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, and when we met, we actually met, you know what? Uh, Alex. Hmm. So it you was want a, me to help you with this yeah, one? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we met when um, I was going to meet the investors. I was there, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we met in a in parking lot, and she um, was in a car next next to me. Right. I think she seen me pull in. She was on the other side of the parking lot. She pulled in, and you know. <laughs> pulled next to me. She was actually parked on the other side, mm. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, she pulled 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 uh, next to me, and I seen her. But it was like, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there. Now back back then, I you know I I was like out, you know, and you know uh, dating, uh, out on the dating scene or whatnot. But I wasn't even thinking, you know, on that when I when I seen her. Uh, it was actually drizzling, um, uh, raining, and I, I got out the car, she got out the car, and she asked me that I need an umbrella, that I want to share her umbrella. This is no, this shout out to Rihanna, right? That's gang, right? No, that's yeah. gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, real talk. And <laughs> so, gang. I didn't realize that she was actually picking, you know, picking me up, but she was like, that yeah, I want to share umbrella, and I was like, Sure. So I got up on the umbrella with her, walked to the door, walked through there, and um I just thought it was cool. I was like, wow, shivery from a woman. Like, wow. All right?" and just exchange numbers. I was like, you know, would you like to stay in touch? I don't know, if she did you ask me for, you know. I don't know, if she asked me for my number, I asked her for uh, her number. But to be honest with you, and we talked about this, she was not someone that would have this gap in my eye like ooh I need to holler at that mm. right cuz she was uh you know clothed well she looked nice but she just wasn't the you know you know big butt this and that person whatever she was just like very um i would say classy you know uh um uh, so And that's it. That was it. So, we we kind of like met, but it was I never saw this. I never saw this coming, far as like with us being going on four years now. So, uh, uh, I just want to make a correction. That's four years of marriage. Huh? That's four years of marriage. A marriage, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, four years. Yeah, because we've known each other um, longer than that. But anyway, that's how we met. But back to the value of of it. It's it's really huge. I think what what it was for me and what it done for me is to help me uh be more more focused, right? And um I'm not out here, you know, chasing, you know, this girl, that girl, or having to deal with stuff. like man, I don't I don't want to get into a discussion or argument with her, let alone have four other females that I got to, mm. you know, deal with today. Anyway, mm-hmm. now
1: back in the day, back in the day. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, what well, that is, it's, it's like, it was like, whatever. But today it's like, I was like, I don't want that. I want, I want peace. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want you bringing up stuff, talking about who is this or who is that girl or this. Not, I, I don't want that, you know? So why even, you know, uh, Bring that up I believe that a woman Meets a man Or come into a relationship Incomplete Right mm. She's complete within herself But she's incomplete Because she hasn't Been um, uh, uh, Given The blueprint Of how to serve you mm. And this is what you Program her To be a how to be Your true helpmate mm. Right So if I'm depositing Things of Where I'm constantly Getting caught up in Different things Right? That I'm programming her to bring me just that. right? So you're writing a program that how she's going to treat you or how you guys' relationship is going, going to be, because she's going to be a reflection of whatever it is that you put in her. right? So I really realized that, and seeing that, um, I look to only deposit and program the things that I want out, out of her. So then I began to peel peel back that layer of onion to where just different things that she she does for me, it's just like wow. You know, it's like I'm beginning to really like see this woman and how a woman, you know, uh uh treats her husband. It's just like, wow. But it's because of what I'm depositing, you know, and what I'm putting and to her is what, I'm, is, is what I'm, I'm able to withdraw. Let's talk about marriage and aspect
1: of business, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, we just talked about being a hustler. Mm-hmm. And most hustlers, they don't have a partnership mentality, right? They may have a joint venture mentality like, yeah, we can get this money on this deal, whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But for the most part, sharing the space of not just your personal life but your business life, how has being married helped you in your
2: business? Uh, great, because again, that's the only thing, it's only really like, kind of like three things I think about is you know, like, uh, my kids, you know, my wife, and my business. Mm. That's it, right? And, I don't have, I, I don't, I barely have time for all three of those. So anything outside of that, you know it's just like a like I don't even have time time for it so uh but what that brings to my business is this again, this kind of like this focus, and then to what she brings to the table when I'm speaking to her about my ideas, you know again, a woman she's the mother of civilization, she's the cultivator mm-hmm. right. You the seed, you the stimulator, she cultivate what you stimulate, right? So the seeds that I put in in her, she grows them and she, you know, brings those ideas to life. She nurtures those those things, right? So I give her something and she, boom, she then blew it all the way up. They say when you give a woman
1: a house, Mm -hmm. she gives you a home. Yeah. When you
2: give her food she gives you a meal. Yeah. You give her some seed, she gives you a baby. Yeah, yeah. And those those seeds also are even your thoughts, you know, your thoughts, your visions of what it is that you, you know, seeing um whatever it is that you are looking to grow. Like even with Renew Florence. She's been very instrumental in the business, uh, because I will share something with her and next thing you know, I'll have a whole business plan or I remember she because uh, she's also a um, want to say a professor at Kent. This woman have more jobs than engine you making I know. <laughs> I got 13 jobs <laughs> <Right>. mom <months. laughs> Right. She has more jobs man while I met her man she was in everything right. So anyway so she teacher at Kent um, she gave uh, uh, um, uh, her students an assignment of about how renew flooring could become more, you know, um um profitable. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a back up. Go ahead.
1: She gave her students mm-hmm. an assignment about your business. About my business. That's cold. Cold. <laughs> that is right? cold. So come on. Right? <laughs> so right? talk about yeah.
2: multiplication, bro. Dude. Sheesh. Dude. I dude. definitely wanna hear more about that one. Dude, so man, and I have I don't know where they are, but I still got the paperwork. Mm. Right. And I'm dying to run into it because I, I can see it or where we are now or what I read through those those uh, papers because that was an assignment. That was an assignment, bro. Right? So, uh, wow. then, it was just, again, it was just seeds that was just being watered and, you know, nurtured, you know, and not really knowing and like like, I didn't run my whole playbook from that, but It was just seeds and stuff that was being nurtured, you know, and to where I am now, which again I'm, I'm further than where I was back then when she did that, right? So she will do stuff like that, Um, um, just to encourage the encouragement of you know this continuing to grow. And then two, she's always mine, always telling me because again this is that hustle mentality, right? Because I don't do things traditional. Traditional as far as going to school. I didn't get no degree. I didn't get, I don't know this about business. The only thing I know is how to go. Mm. That's all I know. is go get it, right? But when you merge the two, because she has been successful and she has her master's degree and, you know, in business and she teach this for a living, right? Now, I ain't hearing that. I just know that I gotta go get it. And I remember we was having a little, you know, uh, powwow about, you know, uh, how I was doing stuff. I'm like, look, I may not, um, I may not do it that way. I've done it that way, but I'm here, and I'm only here because I got up. I don't have to. I don't have time to read and know everything before I go. Mm-hmm. I just go, mm-hmm. and now I'll learn on on the way, right? But you can only get, but so far. And that, and then, too, you you start to burn out. So now I'm at the point, now it's like, okay, I'm ready to listen to her. You know? <laughs> I'm ready to listen to her and be like, okay, now, what did you say? How was I supposed to do that? Because I keep bumping my head. Isn't it funny how that. that works? Yeah. I keep bumping my head. So now it's like, it's like that's I'm ready funny, to listen. Man. They see it before
1: you even about to do it. Yeah. They they see it. Yeah.
2: Like, man, this one project that I, I shouldn't have done, Um, and she probably going to buy told like told, but she never say that, but... Uh, <laughs> this uh, parking lot that I went it's a I shouldn't have went at it then I see it now Uh, it was some other some something else that she shared that I shouldn't I shouldn't do and I was getting ready to do it and pull the trigger and I was like I thought about it and I called her back I said back I'm gonna listen to you I ain't doing it. She was like, well, "That's good." And then when she hung yeah. up the phone, she said, "I told you so." Yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly what she said. Right,
1: right. But you, you also influenced her too because she's a businesswoman too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I can't wait to have y'all both on. But man, yeah, yeah. Power couple, you know what I'm right, saying? Right,
2: right. No doubt. She is. She's a. She's a. Uh, uh, uh. uh, uh I would say. Not busy bee, but she's a worker bee, right? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give her this title, serial entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Well, now let me tell you, she, is, is that is that is that cool? She, yeah, that's cool. Okay. She wasn't. <laughs> okay, she was. She wasn't. Um, she was just. Oh, she's a worker, a, a worker bee, right? And um, again, she had about like five jobs. She worked at um, Cleveland Brown Stadium. She worked at the Cavs. Uh, um stadium she teach and her main profession healthcare um, healthcare uh, executive uh, um, healthcare administrator and it was something else that she she, she was doing did you know this past um, holiday. She wants like, hey, babe, can I go and um, work at some department store? Like, man, I can make such and such money. I'm like, oh. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. No, you shouldn't. And then so what I began to do with her, I'm like, all right, look, how much do you get paid for that? $150? Hmm. All right. How about we create something that where it don't take you eight hours to make that $150 on that and we create something where you make $150 in, in one hour, right? So that's what we began to, to do. And I set her up uh, because, again, she wasn't on this entrepreneurial kick. Now, her mom is all entrepreneur. Her mom is like, man, she want to get involved. She, she's, she's trying to take over my business right now. <laughs> but um, her mom... You know, is a totally, to- totally different, you know, um, person when far as entrepreneurial. So what I end up doing, I set her up a consultant business, right? Set it up for, her, had it created. Now, the same thing and same mentality that she had with working five jobs. Now she got about like five companies now.
1: <laughs> yes. I want to say like
2: four, like like. So now. She has a wedding company called Perfect Love Weddings. She has a consultant company called Marchetti Consultants. She just started another company um uh called Naughty Life. And it was another company her and a uh, uh, a friend had started that she was a, um part of but it it connected with Perfect <coughs> Excuse me. Perfect Love Weddings. So, um, so but now I'm not like dude, making her own websites, uh, doing all social media, uh, marketing. She's she's like a beast. Bro,
1: isn't it isn't it a blessing to have somebody who has that mentality. There, mm. there, there's a story in the Bible about a guy, he took these dudes, I don't remember his name, you don't have to help me out really. He took a bunch of dudes who used to fish. And told him he was gonna make him an official of men. Who's Oh
0: man, yeah, I know, I know you're talking about. Yeah, this, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's similar like mm-hmm. to to that dude, cause she, they already got the mentality. Yeah. She already had the mentality. Yeah. And all you did was just I think Jim Rohn calls it changing the set of the of the sail. Mm-hmm. You know, so she already had it in her. Yeah, she did. You know, and sounds like the two of you balance each other out. And so we talked about the past We talked about the present I want to dig into the future a little bit okay. Before we close out um, so What does the future look like for uh, Ja Ali And all your business endeavors And all the 15 million things You got
2: going on What the future look like The future look looks like A big testimonial Right uh, Where other people can share and I just look to be a part of the people that I come in contact with being being a part of their testimony. Right? So just continuing to, you know, breathe on others and being, uh, uh, bringing out of them, you know, what's, what's in them because I'm able to see what's in them because I've been where they are. Right? And I believe too, as uh, with, the different things that I've been through or I've seen, I'm able to speak to it, right? And so uh that's like the big picture, as far as business-wise, uh just teaming up, looking to see how me and the the missus can truly work together. I I really see a uh I see us coming together and doing something really huge. Um Pertain to, like, like, relationships and just showing. Again, not, not to say that we're perfect, but to be an example. And it's still going to be work, you know, at that. But just to be an example for other people who are in relationships, too. You know, the way I could be an um, example of the, the man, you know, to the man. And she could be the example to the wife of how to respond. You know, cause it's a it's it's uh, work both both ways, but I believe that the woman have more control than the man does far as turning on the outcome of you got of of their relationship. So it really takes a strong woman to be able to change and convert the man, especially the man who has been, you know, in the streets or you know with this woman with that woman uh, or or whatnot. So just word to other women that's out out there uh it's like yo you know it's it's gonna come from you right so whatever type of man that you say that you want right you have to go through the process too you gotta go through construction yourself right and knowing how to bring that out of the man now that's not to put all the responsibility on her because it's going to take the man to put in some work as, as well. But our first thing to do with the, with the woman is to try to get her to like us or whatever. And so it's like she controls that narrative, right? You know, that's a, the first thing action for us is to please a woman. Right. You get the car. It's because you want her looking, right? (laughs) You got the clothes because you want her looking. You get the watch or whatever it is because you, that peacock trying to attract her, right? So if she knows that, then she can control that narrative, right? Right, so nagging or, you know, or or being being where you, you know, questioning him of his whereabouts and stuff like that. But again... If we deposit certain things into her, then that we're gonna get that out. Yeah. You know, where are you? And all these questions and this and that. But if you deposit in those other things, then they don't even think about that. You know, they you you don't even get that. Right? So, um I don't know if I I went down another road with that, no, you're good. but yeah, you're good, man. but again, just to, just to um I think that's very important to touch on that. But also as far as business wise, um We are looking to uh, expand Renew Flooring into different uh, cities as well as states. Um, So I'm looking to build an an affiliate program with Renew Flooring um, where we're bringing people in and teaching them how to sand, how to install hardwood, how to um, put in vinyl, carpet, And creating crews instead of paying people hourly where we actually pay them a percentage, we'll do the marketing, we'll do the sales, Ah, and they will uh, be able to get a percentage of the job because they're doing a job which their percentage will Mm -hmm. be higher and we will retain the uh, lower part of it, but we'll be doing all the marketing and sales. So that's overall yeah, a, a big vision for... Uh, Renew flooring. Um, uh, this right here, you know, I believe that with all the things that I have have grown through, right, not went through, but grown through in life, uh, I've developed a, uh, some lessons, right? And I believe that we all have lessons I can learn from you guys, too. So I do. I came up with a concept where, where we talk about life lessons, the lessons that you've um, have have learned with your experiences, the lessons that I learned. So I don't have all the lessons, but we can talk about those things. Mm-hmm. But we also can tap into the lessons that you that that you have, and then we create a dialogue from from that, and then um, being able to be like, okay, well, like just like what what, what you're saying. Asking me, what's the uh, what's the vision, right? So my vision for myself. So now we talk about life vision, but I'm able to share with you too, based upon what it is that you give me on the lessons and the things that you want want to do. I'm able to give you a vision. I'm able to take what's inside of you and show you a picture of what you get given me because now we're seeing it from a different angle, a different different side. So now we make this thing. three-dimensional right so my vision for uh myself is again with renew flooring uh uh, tapping into other people learning about their life lessons and being able to share with them uh, giving them some vision and direction pertaining to relationships pertaining to business or what what have you you know whatever topic uh that that is and also just working with you know my my wife and helping her, you know because I think that man that's really my that's really my meal ticket. <laughs> <laughs> hey look, hey if everything fall uh fell for me, I'm like man we still got an iron and a fire. That's a straight shot right there. Man, you know? <laughs> it's funny
0: you said it because looking at your wife's reaction when you talk about your business and your goals, she's just lit up like the whole time you're talking about that, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So normally we ask. Like, yo, what's the message that you have for the people? But I want to switch that up a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I forget. What was your name before you changed it? Ronnie. Ronnie. If you could go back in time and give Ronnie some advice or some words of encouragement about what the future holds, what would you tell him? What would that be like if you could sure. go back and have a conversation with your old self?
2: Mm. So... I would, I would say, um, that what you're seeing right now, and what you're focused on right right now, is not what it appeared to be. Right, and I would say begin to program yourself instead of being programmed. Mm. Right, write your program. I like that Alright uh, So I think That will be my advice And it's like Yo You are the producer The editor And director Of your life Of your own movie You have the ability To write People in And write people out This is your script How do you want it to be? All right. You have power In your words You have power In your thoughts Create it created. So it would it that would be basically that would be it uh then and it's it now.
1: Life how can the people find you man? How how can they connect with you?
2: Well I don't want nobody looking (laughs) (laughs) Hey you know I'm telling you man listen listen man I am uh it's I'm coming into it. I'm not. I'm not there. Meaning, like I'm really, I'm not there. And I'm. I'm looking to grow into that to be more uh, boisterous, more. You know, out there. When we were doing send out cars, it's like I was just out there. I just kind of like got burned out and kind of like behind the behind the scenes. Um, but <laughs> really. Hey, they can they see me on uh, um, I have what my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, find me on Twitter. Um, if you guys seeing Renew Flooring Ohio, you know, that's me, right? So it's like I removed myself, you know, and I've been behind. Mm. I've been behind the scene. I've never been that guy, even when I was out in the streets. I' never been the guy that
1: wanted to be out front.
2: want to be out front. Right? I, it just never been. But what has that also been a little bit to my detriment because, again, remember I said I was like, uh, um, what's the word? Um, I had this uh, consciousness where uh, I didn't want people to think I was all that. You know? So I'm looking to get in front of that to where, hey, no matter what you think about me, you know, man, this is I'm going to be all of what I can be. And I'm not going to limit myself. Or play myself down because you have an infrar- inferiority, right? right? So, uh, but I'm not all the way there. So I'm just trying to get out well, in, well, in front of that.
1: Well, look, man, people, you'd be surprised how many people could be following your moves now. Yes. Yeah,
0: right. Don't and even know about it. Life
1: giving them life. So I'm going to go ahead and say, follow
2: life on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> at
1: Yeah, What's your Twitter handle?
2: Um, It's actually... What's my Twitter? Huh? Uh, it's the same thing. Same, yeah. Okay, so it's the same, same thing on yep.
1: Twitter, same thing on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Power Moves. It is funny you say that, because I haven't seen this man speak on stage in front of thousands of people, right? Mm-hmm. Superstar pictures, photo ops, the whole nine, mm-hmm. but one of the most humble brothers that I ever met, my brother, um, Willie, I don't know if you got anything left sir but uh this meal has been amazing yeah no
0: i'm good man man. it was great i enjoyed your story appreciate it i enjoyed watching your wife light up about you talking about your story man
1: i love it man oh well man. thank Thank you you. it's also been a privilege for me in
2: real time
1: (laughs) seeing the evolution you know what i mean yeah
2: yeah. Uh, hey i appreciate you uh actually inviting me on after your 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 uh your podcast. And again, this to see you guys work and what you're doing, the work that you putting in. I always seen this in you though. Like uh this your your potential. You know, I really think like this is not even like you ain't even scratching the surface, man. I didn't like the some of the stuff that he shared with me that that he was inv- involved in, the stuff that he's doing, I'm like, okay. Like I used to hear him talk about the drum. like, man, this dude can't play no drums. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? And then to really, uh, uh, to, to see him actually play the drums, like, listen, <laughs> I knew the guy, I knew the guy for probably about like five, six years before I actually seen him play drums. Wow. So it was just a story. Right and uh, actually seen him play the drums. I heard him like, at like, church. Oh. I was like, okay, dude, because I yeah. thought that time. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> then he had yeah, yeah. I was like All right, he got a little, yeah, got a little, yeah. Little, 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 smooth up there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, you've you definitely appreciate you bro. know grown and have you know come into your own own self. So that's inspiring. I right, appreciate right, you. yeah, real talk.
1: I appreciate you. This has been another episode. Make sure to wait. That's your part. You're supposed to close it. You already
0: started, man. You might as well finish it, man. All right, I already started. Okay.
1: So make sure to follow the Black Culture Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. we on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Can't wait till this, this episode drops. This is our first in-person, definitely not our last. It's the Black Culture mm-hmm. Podcast. Peace. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Black Culture Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to smash that like button and also subscribe to our channel. On YouTube, Apple, Google, and Spotify. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter
0: at the Black Culture Podcast. Peace.